welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. It's my privilege to welcome you. My name's Jonathan, one of the team here, and uh, it's a delight to host you afterwards. There will be coffee and you'll feel free to uh, find new friends and engage. There's free coffee and tea and uh, please connect. But at this moment, it's good for me to hand over and uh, I want to hand over to uh, Sean W. Smith, who we have invited to be here this morning. He's already been full of beans, first service, and it's been great. And I've seen a whole pile of people I didn't think I would see dancing have already been dancing. Okay, so well done, kudos to you. Uh, Sean and his family are here visiting us this morning. We're delighted to have them. Uh, he tells me that he has been here before for an album launch when Peter Morton was on staff here. So how exciting is that? You're back. He's been at KCO, whole pile of Uniting Church uh, events, and uh, he's been an itinerant touring pastor, performer, evangelist, whole pile of other stuff. He's, he's also a bit of a comedian as well. So look, it's, it's subtle, so watch for it. But we are so excited to hear what God has done through you and what you're going to communicate to us this morning. So would you welcome him as he comes up and uh, be prepared to be engaged, guys. Awesome. Blessings, mate. Wonderful. Good morning, Seeds. If you love Jesus, say yeah. yeah. So good. Man, you guys are a good looking bunch. Hey, I was just thinking, kids and God. Yeah, God's good looking too. He's Well, he made us good looking, didn't he? Hey, uh, kids, I noticed something. I, I noticed some of you look a little sad. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, only one more day of school holidays. Parents, why are you smiling? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? It's awesome. I hope you guys have had a fantastic holidays, whether you've had uh, family time away, whether it's been full on crazy. Rena and I have uh, had uh, our family over for three weeks, staying at our house, 19 people. It was good and not good, but we had a great time together and then we moved house this week. So we know like, it's like to have full on craziness, but who knows? What's really fascinating is that as I read my, my instruction manual for life, the Bible, when I read it there, I read these things like, count it all joy when you face trials of many kind. I think this is the wrong book to be reading, man. Uh, where's the empathy and sympathy here? And then it's like, you know, forgive when things don't go wrong. Forgive when people say they're going to be there and they don't come and this and that. And, you, and, 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 and here's the thing. God still expects us to shine no matter what's going on in our world. And whether you're a kid, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a young adult, whether you're married with kids, whether you're you know, your grandparent phase of your life, whether you've got three days left to live, seems to me that God seems to expect His people, not, not other people, His people, to wake up with a mission to shine. Amen? And as we read throughout the gospel, we read so often, Jesus said pretty well, he who wants to become great should be the servant of all. And as we read through, Jesus preaches this beautiful gospel where it's about we're supposed to wake up every day to love God and to love others. But who knows? Let's just call a spade a spade. Most of us, myself included, many days, we wake up for ourselves. True? Can we say that? I reckon 99.99999% of us have many days we wake up in the morning for ourselves because we live in a world that's an economic world. 
We don't live in a world where we trade apples and peaches and cucumbers. We live in a world where we trade money. And there's only one way to get money. You've got to trade time, skill, effort, knowledge to get it. And one of the greatest things that consumes our minds is how we're going to make money. It's not really what we want to do, is it? True? I'm talking about real stuff here this morning. Some of you are like, when's the kids performer guy coming out? He'll be here in 30 seconds. But I want to talk to you today just straight because here's the thing. The worst thing that could happen for us today is that you came to church, you sat in a service, I got you to clap and have a great time and you went home and nothing changed in your life. That would be a disaster. The most powerful thing that should happen whenever we gather together is that we come through and we take one thing and we take it home and we meditate on it. It doesn't mean you sit in the corner like this. It means you mull on it. You chew on it, right? One scripture can change your life. One thing you just take away from it to make you a better parent, to make you less worried about money, to make you trusting in God more, to make you a better with your marriage, make you maybe help you work through some forgiveness stuff. You know, the enemy, he loves to play us like a puppet. Ding, 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 ding. Bit of stress, bit of worry here, bit of, bit of this. But you know, God's people, we're supposed to cut the strings. No one's supposed to play you like a puppet. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be able to flow through us. And I just want to encourage you today, whether you've had a fantastic week, whether you've had what it feels like going through hell, whether kids you're excited about school, whether you're stressed about going to school, whether you've gone through health challenges, money challenges, I've got some great news for you. I want to tell you the King of heaven knows your name. He loves you. He knows everything you're going through. The Bible says he knew you before he even formed you in your mother's womb. The Bible says he thought of you before the foundation of the world. It says all of your days, all of your days are written in his book. He says he counts every tear that you cry, collects it in heaven. It says your name is written in heaven. There's a book about your life. You have a destiny. You have an anointing on your life to shine. And today we're going to talk about how do we step into that life and become powerful people. Whether you're five years old or 55 years old, there is no reason why every single one of us can't take one step closer to becoming the people that God called us to be. And this morning, one of the ways that you know how we do that is we step outside of ourself. We step outside of our fear, outside of who we think we are. I heard a saying once, it says, it's not who you think you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not that holds you back. I'm not an extrovert. I couldn't dance. True? If you think you're not an extrovert, guess what? you will not do anything that requires you to be an extrovert. Or if you're an extrovert and your greatest struggle in life is being quiet like mine and not loving the sound of your own voice, it's a big challenge. Introverts are like, I've never had that challenge. I have that challenge regularly. Shut up, Sean. Just listen. I've had to learn to, to value other people. Who knows, if you're an extrovert, it's hard to value other people. Some of you are lying. It's hard to value other people when you think you've got every when you think you've got every answer. And if you're an introverted person, you're like, I wish that a person would shut up and let me just, you know, leave me alone and let me go sit in the corner by myself, right? And you realize these things hold us back from stepping into who God wanted. I'm not a good parent. That'll hold you back. We'll never succeed in life. That'll hold you. I'm not popular. I couldn't have any great friends. I'm not smart. I always get picked on. I'm a bully. I'm this. I'm that. Will hold you back. 
And this morning, I believe God wants to help you cut some strings. So no more of the enemy playing you like a puppet, but stepping in to become the powerful people God's called us to be. So let me pray this morning and uh, we'll get started. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your word that is life-changing. It brings hope. And I thank you for joy this morning. Father, I just declare the spirit of joy rise up inside of every boy and girl, every man and woman sitting here today. The people will leave not like they came, but Lord, like you're calling them to be. I thank you for freedom and breakthrough and victory. I thank you for answers to prayer. I thank you for health and life in bodies. And I thank you for peace in in people's minds. I thank you today that in your presence, there is freedom and fullness of joy. And we give you all the honor and glories. Think through my mind, speak through my mouth in Jesus name. And everyone said, Amen. Well, I'm excited to be here, and uh, I'm not all, I'm not a motivational speaker, but I do know that sometimes it's had on my heart. Sometimes the Bible says you've got to stir yourself up. You know, when you wake up, you don't feel happy. Two choices: be a grump, or you talk to yourself. Joy, get up, because your joy is asleep. You might have woken up, but your joy is still fast asleep. And sometimes you've got to wake up. Tyson Taylor, have you heard mum and dad say, joy, get up? Because sometimes your feelings rule you. And if you're going to live by your feelings, you're going to be a yo-yo life, right? You don't want to be a yo-yo life. You want to be solid, straight life. And so sometimes you've got to give yourself some straight talk. Does anyone talk to yourself? If you don't, you should start. It's a fantastic thing to do. Start in private first and build up your courage. And then, you know, then obviously you can talk to yourself out in public as you get more confident. But hey, my name's Sean. Um, we live here in Adelaide and uh, we go to Influences Church and we have a real heart for ch- children, family, parenting, ministry. And our heart and our goal is to empower people to live in God's best, to help people live by faith and experience God's goodness in their life. And one of the ways we do that is uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. And I was a primary school teacher for many years. It feels like a long time ago. And I got into writing music and songs for kids. And I just saw, uh, I was pretty naive as a Christian back in the day when I was in my early 20s. And I just thought, if you sent your kids to a Christian school, you must be a fantastic Christian family. And I discovered there's a lot of broken people in Christian schools. And then I went to church and I thought, man, I think everybody seems like they got their life together. I discovered there's a lot of broken people in church. Beautiful, precious, loved, amazing. And I started hanging out with kids. And I thought, man, all kids do is they just have fun. And I started hanging out with kids and realized there's a lot of kids who are stressed, overwhelmed, don't know who they are, struggling. And I was like, man, it was this holy discontent in me. I'm like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And God's like, this is what I've called you to do. You're part of my solution. So Rena and I, 12 years ago, packed up our house, sold everything, moved into a caravan. Sounds exciting until you realize the caravan was our home for 10 years. And we traveled around. Some of you were like, that would be a nightmare. Uh, And some of you would be like, that's amazing. We had a wonderful thing. At first it was challenging, but you know what? We had to figure it out. So we did and it became amazing. And so we traveled for 10 years on the road, all all over Australia, all around the world. And we just went into schools and churches and just encouraged people and spoke life. And I started playing music. And uh, this really horrible day happened where I was playing guitar. I used to make everyone else dance. And someone came to me and said, hey, Sean, you should put down your guitar and you should join in and dance with everyone else. I was like, ha, 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 never. That shall not happen. My dancing was not good. And then my wife came to me. And who knows if your wife comes to you with a suggestion, 
If you want a happy marriage, you should listen. And uh, that's a free piece of advice there for you. My wife came and said, Sean, I think, I think you should put your guitar down and you should dance. I said, my love. I may be an extrovert, but I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to dance and torture people by watching my bed dancing. She goes, no, seriously, I think you should. And she gave me that look. It's like, I love you, and you, you should really do this. If you do this, something good's going to happen for you. And if you don't do this, you know, maybe not. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to do it. So I put my guitar down, and I did this song, and I performed, and I danced. It was awful. It was horrible. It was, it was terrible. It was everything that I thought it would be. And I came down absolutely deflated. And I came down and my wife, she just looked at me and I said, I told you that was the worst idea. I don't want to dance. And she looked at me with beautiful, loving eyes and she spoke truth as all good wives do. She said, you didn't seriously think you would be awesome the first time you did it. I remember going, I I kind of actually did. And then she goes, guess what you need to do? I was like, don't say it. You need to do it again. I was like, no. She goes, Sean, you don't build confidence by doing it once. You got to go again and again and again. And eventually you get over yourself and you realize, hey, nobody actually cares how good your dancing is. Your bad dancing empowers other bad dancers to dance. And I was like, I've never thought about it like that. And now I hardly ever pick up my guitar because I've gotten so used to just rocking out because I believe that fear holds people back. And so one of the greatest things you can do in your life is to crush the spirit of fear. And I don't know any better safe environment to crush the spirit of fear than to get people to dance in public around their friends and family. And so I thought, you know what, what a great opportunity to do that this morning. And while we do it, got some great things to give away. So we're going to do a couple of praise and worship songs, kids ministry kind of style as well. I'm going to preach a bit of a word for you as well. So here's what I want to do. We're going to start with a bit of exercise. Now, kids, put your hand up if mum or dad are in pretty good shape. You are a wise child. Well done. Well done. Look at that. Well done. Very good. A lot of wisdom here. Some parents holding their children's hands up. Okay, hands down. Now, kids, put your hand up if you think, my parents are in pretty good shape, but they could benefit with doing a bit more exercise. Okay, the same children have their hands up. Okay, wonderful. All right, well, this song is called The Jesus Workout, and we're going to have a bit of fun all together. Now, if you if you do consider yourself to be not a great dancer, don't worry this morning. We're only going to do a couple of songs, and, and you can, you know, participate to the level you wish. But uh, this song's called The Jesus Workout, and it goes like this. You've got to get two hands in front of you, two fists, and it goes one, two, three, and you've got to go boom. Are you ready? One, two, three, boom. And adults, grandparents, here's my challenge. Kids, a long time ago, like almost back when the dinosaurs were around, your parents, grandparents, they used to be really cool. I'm just saying. But then something happened. You little punks came along and you stole our awesomeness. And I think we'd like some of it back. So adults, grandparents, this is our chance to show the kids we still got it. So jump up on your feet with me, Seeds. We're going to have some fun this morning. Stand to your feet. Come on, young adults. I know you want to do it. You can do it. Turn to the person next to you. Say, let's rock this place. Goes a little bit like this. Put your hands together. Clap along. If I can get a little more track in the fallback, that'd be sweet. Thank you. One, two, three. Here we go. Get your hands up. Get your hands up in the air. Whoa. 
oh, oh, wave your hands like this. Hands now everywhere, oh, oh, oh. Then take the knees low. Sorry, should have told you, it's a real workout. Here we go, everybody, now get your hands up. Get your hands up in the air, whoa, oh. We're singing, it's the Jesus workout. Gotta get your life aligned with him. All right, well done, everyone. Been a clap and a sway. Here we go, pump your fist like this. Fist now, fist now in the air, whoa, oh, oh. Now move your elbows like this. Elbows everywhere, oh, oh. Try this and get your knees high. You should feel your six pack, it's hiding in there somewhere. It's in the cool bag. Pump your fist now, pump your fist now in the air, whoa, oh. We're singing, it's the Jesus workout. Gotta get your life, everybody go one, two, three, we go boom. Back, two, three, we go boom. One, two, three, we go boom. Back, two, three, we go boom. I said, hey, you, what do you see? Jesus living inside me again. Hey, you, do you know he is with me where I go? All right, now, we're going to do a little bit of exercise. I want you to see if you can keep up with me, all right? Just roll the shoulders back a little. I said one, two, three. Everybody to the left. To the right. Seek it low. Now up high. Everybody take it back. To the front. Turn around. Now let me see you jump. Hey, you, what do you see? Jesus living inside me again. Hey, you, do you know he is with me where I go? We go one, two, three, you go boom. Back to get the lean, boom. One, two, a little louder, boom. Back to three, we go boom. Get your hands up, get your hands up in the air. Whoa, oh, oh. No, leave your hands like this. Hands down everywhere. Take the knees low, take the knees low, here we go Oh yeah, get your hands up, get your hands up in the air Whoa. Oh, we're singing, it's the Jesus workout Gotta get your lap alive with him Give yourself a very big round of applause, seats. You can have a seat, relax, tell the person next to you That was awful, that was really bad So good Hey, Tyson, can you pass me my glass of water? You might need to put a bit of water in there for me. That'd be awesome. Hey, fantastic effort. I saw a few of you are Star Wars fans. We had a few people in the resistance. That's good. I love it. Hey, it's all good. I know you were dancing with me on the inside, and I appreciate that. And uh, it's like, um, you know, there's some of those songs where it's like you don't want to dance, you don't participate, but something. Your foot just keeps tapping. You can't stop it. And, uh, you know, one of my, one of my uh, reasons for getting into kids and family ministry was that I realized that if, if we don't have, how do I say this politely? If we don't have good, strong leaders that people can follow, it'll produce weak followers. True? You think about it in society. Anybody who's developed great leadership you won't normally see them doing tasks uh, or working in industries or careers where you don't get paid a lot. Typically, people who develop their leadership either go into high-level business, corporate, entrepreneurship, or 
they go into very purpose-orientated, you know, charity work or whatever because that's a very clear passion. You will rarely see a phenomenal leader cleaning bathrooms. It's not that it's not undignified. It's not that it's not worthy of them. It's because they've developed their leadership because they want to have a great influence. Normally, people who develop their leadership want to work with people because leaders are called to influence. Everyone say influence. And whether you, whether you like it or not, when you signed up to be a part of the kingdom of God, you signed up to live a life of influence. Who knows, as a Christian in this society right now, there's never a great time as a speaker to have a drink, so sorry about that. Uh, in our society right now, whether you like it or not, people are watching you. True? And if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, they're double watching you. You might not notice, but people watch the way you speak to your spouse. They watch the way you parent. They watch the way you spend your money. They watch what you post on Instagram. And they might not comment, but I promise you, when people know that you say you're a follower of Jesus, people watch. And I'm not saying that we need to live perfect lives. That's not the point. The Bible never calls us to perfect lives. It never says anything about being perfect. Actually, it does say be perfect as therefore I'm perfect. But he also empowers us to walk under grace. Interpret the Bible right. And the Bible says this, that we are called to be like him, to love others, to shine. Yet there has to be a way for us to live a life where when people get around us, what should happen is they should see Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that you can never have a bad day or whatever. But my point is the goal is to become more and more like him. And what happens is as we go on in our life, we, we, we get saved and we start moving towards God in some way, but we hit these beliefs we have about ourselves, And they become like mountains that we can't move. I just, I'm just not good with money. I'm just not a great parent. I just can't forgive that person for what they did to me in their past. I'm just not smart. My, I, just, I just can't learn anything. I'm just not talented. You'll come up with all kinds of limiting things that'll stop you from entering into God's destiny for your life. You are literally a wrong belief turned around away from stepping into a new season in your life. Let me say that again slowly. You are one wrong belief turned around from stepping into a new victory in your life. There's a saying that says, wrong believing will produce wrong living. And right believing will produce right living. Kids, imagine, instead of saying, I'm dumb, I'm not smart, i got no friends, my teacher doesn't like me, that kid's the favorite. All those things, what will they do? They will limit the amount of effort that you will put into something. True? Absolutely true. If you don't think you're smart and the teacher comes out to teach something, something inside of your brain goes, oh, we're not smart, so we don't try in this subject. Fair? If you think that I always get upset, my kids always drive me nuts, guess what will happen? The tiniest little thing they do will set you off on that path again. And the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, as a man or a woman or a boy or a girl, thinks in their heart so their life will follow and that is why you will see 
And, and, and you know, some people, they, they get confused between like self-help and all these kind of things. The reality is the, the laws of, of success and prosperity in any area of your life, prosperity is not limited to money. You can have a prosperous marriage, prosperous relationship, right? The laws of success that you read in books and see on, on YouTube, anybody that succeeds, they are applying kingdom principles. Amen? Right? Just, you, can, you can take the same principles that work in a gym and go home and do them and you'll get muscles, which is something I haven't done. Uh, but, you know, you're going to do and invest time into the things that are important to you. And so what's my point? My point is this, that as people of God, We've been invited by God. Think about this. The God of heaven and earth has invited you, me, kids, you, Zoe, you in particular, Ivanka, you as well. God's invited you, come on this phenomenal journey of stepping into this incredible person I've called you to be. And here's what we do. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just not a leader. I just don't have enough money. I just, I'm just not very good at, look, job is really stressful right now. This is as good as it can get. Look, you don't understand things are really full on with my mum right now. I just can't commit to do anything. You don't understand my health situation. And I'm not saying these things aren't real. Of course they're real. But they're designed to limit you. They're designed to what? Stop you. Stop you from stepping into becoming who God called you to be. Think about, we saw that beautiful verse in that song. It says, there's a faith that stands defiant. Kids, some of you know how to be defiant very well. There's a faith. Do you know what defiant means? It Defiant means when everyone else would cave in, you say no. That's defiance. And we, 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 we look at defiance as being a negative thing. But we're called to be people who defy living by our feelings, living by how it's going, living by what the world says. We're called to be people. God says, step into the kingdom way of living, and I want you to live by faith and defy the way that man says you should live and live in what I've called you to be. You could come from the most broke, busted, disgusted place and step by faith into what God says about you. And experience complete victory when somebody else can go through the exact same circumstance and end up in a completely broken place. Why? They're one wrong belief system. So what I want to do with you right now, I'm going to share, um, I'm going to share and do a little song, share again in a minute. I want to do a song with you now. And this is a beautiful song. It's called Free. And one of the secrets to the kingdom of God is understanding and knowing that Jesus didn't just die on the cross to forgive your sins so you could go to heaven. That's a part of it. That's like going to Disneyland. You get a ticket to go to Disneyland. That's one element. Who knows, if you get a ticket to go to Disneyland, walk in the gate and then turn around and go home. Who knows, you didn't, you didn't really go, you didn't experience Disneyland. Is that fair? I got a ticket. Imagine kids. Imagine you right here. I gave you a ticket to Disneyland. I flew you to Orlando, Florida. You hopped on a plane. You flew 24 hours to get there. You had jet lag and then you got over it. And then you got your ticket and you walked in and you got into the front gate. You lined up for an hour to get in. That's how long it takes. We've been there. And you go in there and you get in the gate and you go, wow. Oh, I've been here. Let's go home. You think, what's wrong with you? What? You would, you would never do that, would you? 
Do you know that's what a lot of us do with the kingdom? I got my ticket to heaven. I'm going to heaven. It's good. And God's like, there's a whole Disneyland here for you. There's promises for you to enjoy. There's things for you to step in. But some of the rides are a little bit scary, even for adults. You know, you've been to Dreamworld, the Tower of Terror. That thing is horrible. Sit up the top there. You never know when it's going to drop. But you know what? It's fun once you overcome it. And you get on there and there's elements of our life that we're limited and we can't step into because of wrong believing. And this song I want to do with you now, it's called Free. And uh, it's got some phenomenally bad actions that I've come up with. I do all my own choreography just for you. And I'm going to teach it for you. And to do this, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite all the kids come down the front because I've got a couple of special prizes to give away, but you can't win it if you don't come down the front. So kids, come. Give your parents the best five minutes they've had this week so far. Come down here. And I'm going to invite my two kids, Tyson and Taylor, to come up on the stage. So Tyson and Taylor, you come up. Everyone else, kids, come sit down Sit down on the floor. Uh, not on the stage, just to sit down on the floor here. And we're going to do this song together. I'm going to teach it to you. It's a fantastic song called Free. And... Uh, It's all about stepping into and daring to believe, daring to believe who God says you are and and believing what God's word says about us. So let's do this song together. It goes, hold on, hold on. What are you running from? I mean, what what are you running away from this for? Hang on. Then it goes, slow down, slow down. Take your thoughts captive now. Every wrong belief system, take it captive. Take those wrong feelings captive because you've been set free. So hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Slow down, slow down. Take your thoughts captive now because you've been set free. What sets us free? The incredible love of God and the incredible covenant that he made with us to be our God and stepping into his promises. And the chorus goes, jump up, turn around and sing with me. And it goes, whoa, oh. Whoa, oh, oh. You don't have to wiggle your hips. I'm just hamming it up. And again, you got to shout out, I'm free. Can you shout, I'm free? I'm free. All right. And this song, we're going to give away three or four special prizes to some phenomenal dancers, to some phenomenal bad dancers. And we might even find a stationary, I'm too cool to do this. We might give away a special prize for one of those people too. So, seeds, jump up on your feet. Introverts, think of this as your moment of overcoming. You can do it. I believe in you. Break those wrong belief systems. Put your hands together. Clap along with me this morning. Let's do it. The Lord is my life, He's my salvation. Why should I tremble with fear? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I be afraid? So hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Hold on, hold on. Everybody slow it down, slow down, slow down. Gotta take your thoughts now, cause you have been set free. Everybody jump, go jump. So turn around and see with me, hands up. My salvation, why should I tremble with fear? 
The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I be afraid? Right, hold it on, so hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Hold on, hold on. I refuse to be afraid. Slow down, slow down. Gotta take your thoughts now, cause you have been set free. Everybody rock. job this morning. We're going to sing this bit out. Going to live. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Going to live, going to live my life. Going to shine, shine a light. Going to be, be all that Jesus. All right. Let me hear you sing. Hold on really loud. Hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Hold on, hold on. Everybody slow it down, slow down, slow down. Gotta take your thoughts now, cause you have been set free. Everybody rock, go, jump up, so turn around and sing with me. Whoa, 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 I'm free. Jump up, so turn around and sing with me. Whoa, 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 I'm free. Yeah, give yourself a great big round of applause, everyone. Have a seat where you are. Stay where you are. Have a seat. Tell the person next to you, you on fire, baby. That was pretty good. Wow. That was amazing. Man, isn't it good to jump? It's good to dance. It's good to let loose a little. Man, you all used to dance back in the day. Yeah, you did. Well, especially when you're the one and you find the, the girl that you love, you're like, I don't dance, I don't dance. But somehow she gets you to dance. It's phenomenal. And you know what? All of it, every single thing in your life where you don't want to do, you can bring it back to fear or pride. Fear is based in wrong believing that you can't do it. Pride is based in wrong believing, believing you have to be someone when God already says you are someone. And you see, wow, oh my gosh, your whole life can be limited by the way you think. As a man thinks in his heart, so his life will be. Now, Tyson and Taylor, all these amazing, good-looking people down the front here, they rocked out pretty hard. We've got a couple of special prizes to give away. Now, Taylor, we've got some of my music albums and things along here. Um, now, we do. some of you are like, what are these? Are these coffee coasters? Um, well, back in the day, they used to be a CD and a DVD, but we actually do have digital cards and stuff out there. Now, on here, Taylor, there's one of these songs which I thought was really fascinating. What does song number nine say? Stop and listen to your mum. Stop and listen to your mum? Wow. Doesn't sound like a kid. Who wants their kids to hear that song, right? I mean, some of the the kids are like, I don't want to hear that song. Like, why would I listen to that? Don't worry. I made it funny for you. I write songs that parents want their kids to hear and make it funny so their kids will listen to it. And uh, so we're going to give away a couple of those. Taylor in a minute is going to give away a few things. And Tyson, I see we've got, what are they? We've got some water balloons here. This is not normally the kind of thing I would ever bring. Uh, However, Tyson, we're doing something really cool, aren't we? What are we doing? 
uh, we're doing a fundraiser to help and uh, um, a program in India where they teach the gospel to all the kids and adults and feed the poor. That's right. We work with an amazing ministry called Jesus Grace Ministries. Beautiful man and his wife and his two children, adult children, Pastor Paul. And they're a beautiful missionary couple. And uh, we found out they were doing ministry work, feeding the poor, working with kids. And, uh, and they have a really cool program where they don't feed the kids unless and feed the families and help them unless they preach the gospel. And so we were like, wow, that's amazing. That's it. Just hold them, buddy. And so Tyson and I and Rena and I, we love to give. Who knows? Generosity is one of the principles of the kingdom. We're called to be generous and you don't have to go overseas to be generous. You can be generous here in Adelaide. Uh, but one of the things we had on our heart was to help. So we raised enough money, bought him a motorbike, didn't it? Because he was like, like riding his push bike, like 30, 40 miles. Uh, it's insane what these guys will do to go and share the gospel. We just have no idea. So we raise enough money, buy them a motorbike, we help support them, and we say, okay, how can we do something more? And so we uh, got a hold of these water balloons, and so every packet of water balloons that we sell goes towards helping support them. So if you want to have some fun and throw water balloons at your kids, you should definitely do that. Uh, if you have grandkids, they're a great present. And these things are really cool, right? You don't have to tie them up one by one. You just like screw it onto the ha- tap and you turn it on. It fills up like all of them in 60 seconds. It's crazy. You'll actually wish you could known about these 30 years ago. You could have got back five hours of your life. So that's for you. Tyson, why don't you go find an adult who looks like they would enjoy throwing water balloons at their grandkids or their kids? You go give that away. Taylor, you give away those three CDs to some amazing kids down the front here. And why? We- look at that straight in the front row. It always pays to sit in the front. It always pays. You might get spat on by the speaker, but you'll be at least in the front row. There we go. Awesome. Big round of applause. Great job, everyone. All right. Adults, I'm going to give you a break for five minutes so you can breathe deep. No dancing, I promise. Kids, uh, I want to do a cool song with you really quickly. And uh, this song is called Savior of the World. It's got a lot of fun actions, and I want you guys to help me out with it and show these adults that you guys know how to rock. This song goes like this. It goes, Jesus is the savior of, like you're going to take off and fly and you've got to harness your inner like Justin Bieber and you'd be like, this is my world. All right. So I did that too good, actually. Jesus is the savior of the world and you've got to spin around and the chorus goes, this, goes whoa, oh, oh, oh. And you've got to go in your most manly voice, which is going to be a challenge for you girls, but see if you can do it. It goes like this, whoa, oh, 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 who, oh. All right. Can you give me your best who, a uh, who? One, two, three. Who, that was very manly, I can tell. You're a man, that makes sense. All right, girls, give me your best hoo-hoo. You ready? Just the girls. One, two, three. That was actually impressive. I thought you'd be like, hoo-hoo, it was beautiful. All right, so just the kids, jump up on your feet. Adults, you can clap along and help us out. This song's called Savior of the World. Let's rock it out. It goes a bit like this. All right, can you put your hands together? Great job this morning. Here we go. I said one, two, you can jump if you want to. Here we go. Jesus, he's the savior. He is come to save the world. Spin around, that's right. Can you fly like Superman? The galaxy to rescue us on earth. Watch me carefully. You ready? Jesus is up high. The safe. 
round of applause well done everyone you guys can have a seat you can go back to mum and dad if you like give them a cuddle ask if they missed you hopefully they say yes all right now you can see why i didn't get you to join into that one adults i was concerned when we did this part you wouldn't be able to get back up so i uh, anyone know colin buchanan you've heard some of his music I'm amazed at that bloke. I don't know how old he is, 50s, 60s, early 60s. He's still rocking around, and so he's a, he's a great legend, great friend. All right, so, whew, I put on a few kilos over COVID. It's just uh, not quite as fit as I used to be. It's good fun. It's good fun. Hey, I want to uh, take the next five minutes. I want to share something with you. Uh, when I grew up, I grew up in a really... Uh, a nice church, but it was super religious. And uh, if you don't know what I mean by that, meaning uh, we all love God. But if you don't do it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, and tick all the boxes, then, you know, you're not God's favorite. You're not our favorite. Can't have a TV. Can't go to the movies. Got to wear a suit and tie. Can't go to family events. God forbid you miss a Sunday. This, this, this. And then you just realize, ends up just being this legalistic bunch of rules we follow. And guess what happens? It doesn't change anyone's life. And I grew up in that and I watched crazy. I watched all my friends. Every, there's not one. There's not one of my friends that grew up in legalistic Christianity that is still following Jesus today. Not one. I'll tell you why. 
Religion doesn't change people's lives. Following rules won't work in your family. It won't work in your relationship. It won't work in any area of your life. Following rules doesn't change your heart. Relationship and love and knowing who you are and knowing your value changes your life. And that is why when you meet people who've come from a broken background, but they encounter the love of Jesus, it changes their life. It's called repentance. Repentance means to turn around, to change your way. That's why in parenting, if you're always telling your kids what to do, what not to do, what to do, what to do, you end up with legalistic parenting and you end up having rebellious teenagers. But if you want to be a great parent, the Bible's full of great secrets. And in fact... One of the verses in the Bible that changed my wife and I's life was from Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. I suggest you go home and read it. It says this. It says, my people, the prophet Hosea, speaking to Israel, he says, on behalf of God, he says, God's telling me to tell you, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge about my ways. And I remember reading that going, what does that mean? And if it's in the Bible... It's there for a reason. You should find out what it means. And I thought, this is a pretty interesting statement. My people are destroyed. Who knows being destroyed is not a good thing. They're destroyed. Why are they destroyed? For a lack of knowledge about my ways. And I was like, I need to understand this more. So I started to read different translations, different versions, started to understand. And, and I paraphrase, this is what, what God spoke to me. He said, my people, he says, say it like this, my covenant beloved children, my beloved Sean and Rena, my beloved Ramesh and Lena, my beloved, whoever you are, put your name in your family. You are not experiencing God's best in your life, not because I don't want you to, not because you can't. Because you lack the knowledge of how the kingdom operates. Wow. All of a sudden, I realized, my goodness, half the problems in my life have come from me lacking understanding about how the kingdom works. You might say, well, what are you talking about, Sean? I'm talking about this. The kingdom works like this. Forgiveness. If you don't forgive, you're never going to operate in God's best because you leave an open door to the enemy to come into your life. Got quiet in here. Who knows? Forgiveness is not easy. Kids, same thing for you. My mom and dad are always mean to me. They don't like me. I'm their least favorite. I don't know what's wrong. I think there's something wrong with them. They need parenting help. They need to see Dr. Phil. You probably don't even know who Dr. Phil is. And if you're not careful as a kid, as a teenager, you can sit and, and breed unforgiveness in your heart towards your parents. And all you do is you put a string for the enemy to pull you anytime he wants. Unforgiveness, get you grumpy, get you sad, get you mad. And you'll have your whole time blaming everyone else. And you'll never live in joy and victory and freedom because forgiveness Jesus didn't tell us to forgive because it's a nice thing to do. Forgiveness is not a Christian thing to do. Sorry, it's not a Christian thing to do. Forgiveness 
closes the door to the enemy being able to come into your life and steal your joy. Forgiveness is for your benefit to live as a kingdom person. What else? Generosity. When we don't have enough, giving is the last thing on most people's mind. Amen? But if you want to operate in God's blessing, if you want to live in peace with your finances, if you want him to be Jehovah Jireh, your provider, you're going to have to understand the kingdom principle is give and it shall be given. First you sow the seed, then the harvest comes. God's design is for his people to live generously. Does that mean you walk around and give away all your money? No, that's crazy. But it means live life with a generous heart. What does that mean, kids? It means when you go home, this is my toy. Nobody, not even you, mum, can touch my toy. Can I please play with your toy? No, it's mine. What's wrong with that? Well, yeah, I agree, it's yours. But when we walk in selfishness, we leave a door open for the enemy to come in any time and go, ding, ding, ding. Selfishness, get you mad, get you sad, get you frustrated, get you sent to time out. Because selfishness is not part of the kingdom. Amen? It's talking to, it's talking to, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to anybody else. We walk through these things and we go, you know what? There are secrets to how to live in God's best as a parent, secrets for how to fix marriage, secrets for how to prosper, secrets for how to live a godly kingdom life. I'm not saying you never have challenges. I don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying everything's going to go perfectly and smoothly, but I'm saying if you understand how the kingdom works, you can overcome it. One of the greatest things I ever learned from the Holy Spirit in this book came from watching an episode of The Chosen. Has anyone ever seen The Chosen? I'm not saying you have to watch it. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying I watched this episode. I was sitting there watching it, and there's this beautiful scene where Jesus was loving on someone, and I got goosebumps. And I just felt overwhelmed by the love of God. Kids, listen up. I was watching this movie. Have you ever had, goose, have you ever had like goose pimples on you? Like You're like, wow, something feels funny. Maybe you haven't. But it's like the presence of God was in my living room while I was watching this and I felt God's love really strongly just all over me. And it was, who's felt God's love before? It's amazing. It's amazing. Even as a blokey, blokey, manly man, I've watched manly, manly men cry when they encounter the love of God. The love of God doesn't matter whether you're the strongest or the weakest person, it'll touch your heart because love conquers all. And I was sitting there watching this, and I felt the Holy Spirit just, just speaking to my heart. God loves you, Sean. God loves you. I love you, Sean. I love you, Sean. I love you, Sean. And I, I stood up, and I just said, God, I love this feeling. But if I can be honest, I, sometimes I just don't feel your love. Is that fair? Sometimes I just don't feel your love. Like I'm, I'm preaching. I'm singing, where are we doing stuff? Maybe you're working, you're being a parent. I just don't feel your love. I just don't feel it. And Holy Spirit said to me straight away after I said this, because you know, God loves to answer your questions if you'll sit and be quiet long enough. If you'll read the word, it's hard to find the answers to the questions watching Netflix. It just is. I'm not saying you can't watch Netflix. I'm saying if that's all you watch, it's hard to hear from God. And he said this to me, changed my life. 
He said, Sean, I know. He said, I know. He said, but I expect you to live with the revelation that I do love you. Wow. What was he saying? He's saying, Sean, what you're talking about is a feeling. You're talking about a goosebump. You're talking about feeling my presence. You're talking about feeling joy, feeling love. He said, Sean, that's nice, but it's a feeling. And I expect you as a child of God to live with the knowledge that what I did for you on the cross when I sent my beloved son to show you the revelation of your value. I expect you to wake up every day. I expect you, like we said in that song, to take captive those wrong thoughts, take captive those wrong feelings, put them down and say, I know he loves me, even without the feeling. He said, Sean, if you'll do that, the feeling will come. The secret in the kingdom is you don't wait for the feeling of love. You don't wait for the feeling of forgiveness. You don't wait for the feeling of joy. Kids, you don't wait to feel better to say sorry. You don't wait to feel better to be loving and kind. You take captive wrong thoughts. You say, that is not who God says I am. I am a forgiver. I am full of joy. I am full of faith. I am full of... When you get bad news, the enemy just opens your door and he wants to come in. And do you know what to do if the door's open and it's freezing cold outside and cold air comes in? You go and you find the door and what do you do? You close the door. You say, no. How do you close the door in your life? You take captive wrong thinking. You say, that's not who I am. I'm a forgiver. You say, when worry comes, I am not a warrior. I trust God. That's what you do. And you close the door. And do you know what happens? You go back to doing what you're doing. And 10 minutes later, the door's open again. The cold air's coming in. So do we go, oh, I guess it must meant to be. No, we go and close the door, silly. You go and close the door again. You take captive wrong thinking. You will never get ahead in life. You'll never sell that house. You'll never succeed. You'll never make any money. You'll never be a great parent. Your kids will never come back to Jesus. Lie! I'm being a bit emboldened, but the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent, they take it by force. If you're going to take anything by force, kids, if you want to get aggressive, don't be aggressive with mom and dad. Be aggressive with the thoughts that you let live here. If you're going to get mad at anyone, get mad at the enemy and say, you can't play me like a puppet. I am loved by God. I am forgiven. When you feel condemned because of what you did, you've got to take that wrong thought captive. You've got to go close that door. You say, I am the righteousness of God. It doesn't matter if this is a uniting church, a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church. Or so. The denomination is irrelevant. The truth of the word is if you don't take captive your thoughts, you will have strings attached to you and the enemy will pull your string anytime he wants. He can steal your joy, steal your peace, steal your hope, and you will not live in God's best. I tell you, God's calling his people to be people who step into his best. And that takes responsibility. And this morning, I want to encourage you. I want to exalt you and say, you're amazing. And God loves you. And there's a great destiny on your life. And you 
are worthy of the calling that God called to you. You are worthy of Jesus dying for you. Your life is not trash. It's not finished. You're not a crappy parent. You're a fantastic parent. You're not a bad marriage. You're just one decision away in your head from stepping into becoming the better person you need to be, who God called you to be. You're not broke, busted, and disgusted. You're anointed to succeed, anointed to prosper. Kids, you're not no good. You're not not popular. Look at me. You're not not smart. You're not dumb. You're not stupid. You are high favored by God. And I dare you to wake up in the morning and start to say what God says about you. I promise you, your whole life will change. The prophet Hosea was saying that if my people would understand who they are, they could live in my best. And I want to encourage you, Seeds, you're amazing. This is a special house. I've been here once or twice in the past. You guys carry a different spirit to many churches. You have an incredible leadership team. You have families here. I want to tell you, the enemy is going to come for your families. The world is getting crazier. and Who's seen that? It's getting crazy. It's getting harder to raise morality in kids. You're going to have to fight. You're not going to fight by beating up the government. You're going to fight by taking captive your thoughts, saying we're going to stand and live for God. So I want to encourage you, church, thank, thank you for having us this morning. You know, Rena and I, we, um, uh, we wrote written a parenting book. It's called Renovate Your Parenting. I didn't, they've got them up the back there. It's filled with kingdom principles of how to live a godly life, of how to have a great marriage, and how to raise godly, amazing kids. And dads, blokes, the chapters are three pages long in big print. I made it easy for you, right? And it's called Renovate Your Parenting. It's a great book. I want to encourage you to come and have a look at that. Tyson, you can go give that to somebody if you like, mate. I know you just ran, but, uh, you know, a bit of extra cardio won't help. And uh, I just want to say thank you for having me. Kids, look at me. You're amazing. Thanks for sitting so beautifully this morning. I mean, we could have done an entertaining concert and you all could have had a nice clap and gone home, but no one's life would be changed. Today, I pray you go home And you look in the mirror and say, I'm someone special to God. The enemy doesn't want you to know it, but I'm here to tell you, God's word says, you're amazing. You with the purple, the pink and green stripy shirt, God loves you. You're amazing. God has a great destiny for you. Seeds, let me pray as we close. Father, I thank you for our time here together. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. And I thank you for your life today that sets families free. Father, I give you all the glory and praise for our time this morning. And we declare that something good is going to happen in the lives of families in this house. Something good is happening in the lives of people's businesses and work, in their children. And God, we give you all the glory for your word. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would help us take care captive our thoughts. Help us to speak your word and speak your truth as we go forward. And we expect that good things are happening in our life in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. God bless Seeds. Thanks so much for having me. See you next time. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.